Hello and welcome to episode number 15 of Inglorious Artists. I am Peter Hollen, and on this podcast I'm talking to artists of different varieties who may not be known to the larger public yet. And this time I'm talking to actor and musician Stephen Rappaport. And when we did this recording, I had just attended a two-day workshop of his called Intuition in Action. This is my conversation with Stephen Rappaport. Thank you. This is very spontaneous. It is. I just asked you earlier today if you want to do this thing, mm-hmm. so I'm so unprepared, which probably is a good thing. Yes, it's like the work we just did together. Yeah, because we have un- done a... Come as unprepared as possible. Yeah, <laughs> which I was. Uh, we've just done a couple of days workshop, which is, which is yours, mm-hmm. your workshop. Mm-hmm. Tell me a bit about your workshop. How did this come about and stuff like oh, that? Oh, you know, I've been doing it for quite a while. Initially, it was called Finding Voice, uh, but too many people thought it was a voice workshop. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, the term Finding Voice in English refers to finding your artistic voice or or articulate your soul mm-hmm. as close you could come to who you are so now it's called intuition in action which yeah. is is okay also yeah yeah uh it's it's exercising and learning to trust uh, your intuition and your creativity and mm. ideas mm. and and your spontaneity yeah. and that made me think about my if this might be a uh, improvisation based workshop, mm-hmm. but uh, no, I guess in a, in a way it is. It has definitely. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't call it that. Uh, but I think it 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 has a lot of improvisation in it for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. On, on different levels. Improvisation uh, theater is going after the joke usually. Yeah. And mm. so that's that's what that kind of implies. Yeah, and we didn't do any yes and uh, exercises and stuff like that, so no, no. <laughs> um, which can be pretty good. But I, I, it was it was really good for me because um, improvisation is not my forte. Let's mm-hmm. say it's not mm-hmm. my strong suit. So when I'm mm-hmm. forced to do it, I get a bit shaky. But yeah. uh, it's interesting to see what comes out. Absolutely. And if something comes out, then I I feel I've won already. Yeah. Because. I've been in situations where I've just frozen up and be like, uh, I, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and I, I think you're probably good at, you know, getting that out of people. Yeah, because because I really, even the reaction that you had just now is where you're lost, where you're is is a valid is a valid, uh, let's call it an element to explore. Ah. Mm. Uh, so that there's no. I really emphasize that nothing has to be any good. Mm. And I try to take that away from people, the need to be good, because Mm. that is the quintessential block for creativity. Yeah. If you care, I don't want you to care. Mm. I want you to just like, and and then if you can tap in, get into any kind of groove, you're, 
it's going to be resonant mm. on many levels and mm. be relatable to other people. Yeah. And if you are bad, then you learn from that too. Absolutely. You learn from your mistakes and blah, blah, yeah. you know, yeah. all that stuff. Um, yeah, and uh, something that's not good is interesting, I guess, as well. It's interesting things happen. Yeah. I really try to get away the whole, uh, that whole, you know, what is really important is to to not allow your critic to have power over you because mm-hmm. that's that's the motherfucker if i may say so on you your may. podcast yes uh, uh that's that's what what so and and even to not think you, that you can ever succeed in getting rid of that voice mm. but to to train yourself to know when it's there and how to cut through it mm. and get rid of it and mm. keep going mm. Doing is better than not doing. Yeah, I guess in this yeah. uh, in this instance. Yeah, uh, I've had a lot of problems, and uh, in the past because I've tried a lot of different things mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. acting and mm-hmm. after enduring whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I've I've been drawing comics. I've been doing music. I've been uh-huh. you know a lot of other stuff. Fantastic. And uh, oftentimes I don't really do. Uh, do much because I get bogged down with details being like the perfectionist and I don't want to release things because no, 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 this is not good enough which means you just you don't get anywhere and it's probably better just to get the shit out there so you can start on the next stuff and you know Mm -hmm. learn from what didn't work out the last time and you might be surprised as well things you think are shit is great to others yeah, for example, <laughs> mm. your painting that you brought in because I—that's one of the extras that <laughs> yeah. that you're so critical of it, it was, mm. and it and it was mind-boggling to everyone else. It okay, was, it, it, you still don't realize it. <laughs> no, it was like, oh my god, this is this is this roof. I mean, because I don't look for people. I don't want people to make necessarily good paintings or mm. good drawings. That's not at all. Just the act of doing it and what that yields and write something down afterward. Simple exercise. But what you made is like, wow. That was everyone's hmm. reaction. And there was a guy there saying, this is shit. So I yeah. had you do this exercise was, okay, let's hear the judge. Uh, let, let's mm. hear a, a art, art critic, Mr. Art Critic, uh, judges. It, <laughs> it, it's really a wonderful painting. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got to take that. But you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, well, while I was doing it, I was just hating everything. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> yeah. Like every stroke I did was not the right one. Yeah. Like, yeah. why can't I do anything good? Yeah. Uh, that kind of shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, how did you end up? here i'm in sweden Sweden, yeah because you're 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 based in stockholm right i am yeah but actually uh i was a young lad 20 years old um lived in paris i was traveling Mm. Uh, i had some money i had need i ran out of money i needed to work i i hitchhiked up to norway and worked for started working for a farmer Oh. Picking potatoes and strawberries in Norway near Trondheim, mm. and that was very interesting. I, I I like to be outdoor, get away from the states, get away from the drugs, get away from you know mm. really clean my act up. 
because you're from where specifically in the states? Chicago. Chicago, yeah. South Side, you said? Yeah. All right. South Side. Yeah. Chicago. That's yes. a rough place. Uh, what I understand. It, it was dangerous. It was dangerous. I got jumped a few times in the middle of the day. <sighs> uh, it was very scary to go outside at night. Uh. Um. But it was an integrated neighborhood, and that was great. Uh, it was a good experience for me to. I moved there when I was like fourteen, so uh, it, I, I kind of think if if and before we moved in a fairly well-to-do suburb, mm. and then moving into the south side of Chicago on the University of Chicago campus, Hyde Park, uh, it it was it was. It was, people were getting killed like a block away. You know, the, yeah. we had the Rangers and the Disciples and the, you know. Uh, the and those were gangs? Gangs. Uh, okay. Yeah. And, um, but I I don't know if I would have become an artist had I not moved there. I was so, oh. I, I, I was so disoriented and naive and uh my roots had been pulled up i had a lot of friends back there it was it was really kind of traumatic but somehow <laughs> you know i'm flashing on the siddhartha story who lived the prince who mm. lived in, in 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 on the palace and he never looked out the window and yeah. and then saw all the poverty and mm. because there was a lot of severe poverty around where i lived so it, mm. it gave me a sense of reality that mm. i'm grateful for mm. um it really expanded my world view mm. mm. and then and then so i was traveling and and then after the potatoes were picked and the straws were picked i said goodbye to the farmer and i asked for him to pay me and uh he said he didn't have any money and he'd send it to me mm. and gave me a electric razor that he won in bingo the night before, <laughs> so I left uh, and decided to hitchhike to India. Oh, okay. I ended up ended up in Ostersund, <laughs> where a guy uh, told me that there was an international theater company uh, in a teeny village, and I went there and I met some people for some reason because I I hadn't, there were some Americans there and I thought I'd meet mm. some Americans who speak yeah. the language. I was yeah. I was very you know I hadn't spoken English. I was with isolated on this farm and I went there and and it was beautiful and I loved nature and I asked the director of this ex physical experimental theater group uh, if there was any work for me mm. and how did you get here what what do you mm -hmm. and 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 he thought I meant can I work with you mm -hmm. I meant mm -hmm. like can I clean the bathrooms and oh uh, Okay. Yeah, I'd never done any theater before. Oh, yeah. And then they took me into a a, a black room, mm. and uh, there was a, a a gentleman who had worked with Grotowski, Joseph Grotowski, who started improvising with me, took my hand, had eye contact with me, and that informed everything uh, that I do in theater. I can trace that moment i uh, says aha uh -huh. uh -huh. is this a game one can play let's <laughs> do that okay i'm with you mm -hmm. so they let me join their theater school and uh mm -hmm. and i lived in that small village for four years then i went home to the states did all sorts of other things uh 
different art forms and theater. Mm. Um, toured around and made my own one man shows. Started playing music, performing that, mm, and then yeah. I then I was on tour with my shows back in Sweden, and I met a woman, and then ah uh, yeah, mm. uh, that's it. That's the common story. That's the common there's story. There's a there's yeah. somebody right. And I guess back in the States, did you live in L.A., anything? Uh, I lived, yeah, I lived in L.A. before, uh, I was living in L.A. before I moved here. Oh, yeah, right before. Okay, uh, yeah. The second time I moved here, yes. yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I was living in, and working in L.A. and 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 surviving as an actor. Mm, yeah. And performing a lot also. Mm. Some of the, the the very little research I've done about yeah. you, just because I wanted to know who I'm going to be yeah, yeah, working sure. with in a workshop, yeah. uh, I saw that you also dipped your toe into the science fiction pond, and you're in an episode of Star Trek. What is it, Next oh, Generation, yeah. right? So that, yeah, Next Generation. Yeah, and that, I mean, I, I've seen all that, so I uh -huh. saw you back then, and then uh, I checked out, what, what, what was that guy? So I found a clip on YouTube. Or, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The so, phage. Yeah, yes. yeah. So you... Yes. Alien. <laughs> yes, I was an alien. I Under a lot of makeup. Yeah, yeah. What was that like? Seven hours of makeup. Seven hours? To even seven hours to take it off. Mm, mm, yeah. Well, that, you do get paid. <laughs> and, and that's what you get paid for. Yeah. You, you get paid for waiting, you do that's the acting it, for free. That's yeah. it, that's it. <laughs> How was that experience otherwise? You know, that's a very true thing. You know, you do an acting gig and it's like... Some moments that are where you're actually using your skill and craft and artistry, mm. and then the rest is, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, mm. as opposed to you write your piece, you direct it, you go through all the anxiety of <laughs> doing something, mm. uh, uh, you know, going through who the fuck am I to stand up in front of people and show what I have to say. Yeah. And then you finally do it and you're appreciated. Mm -hmm. You get good reviews. You People are moved. Mm -hmm. you, you can't beat that. No, no, no. So, sure. so you can't, you can't, it, it, and it's cathartic and it's like live and it's, uh, you know. Mm. So you prefer theater for all, for all those reasons. Yeah, uh. definitely. Definitely. Because mm. um, you always do something. You're always rehearsing. You're always, you know. Yeah. yeah. Film, I've had, you know, I had a lead role once in a in a sort of an indie film that was more fun to work with because it was really guerrilla. It was really, uh, you know, one or two takes. and Yeah, and if you're the lead, then you, yeah. you're needed on set yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, was, that was fun. What was that film? It's called And God Spoke. It's a mm. it's sort of like a spinal tap but uh on uh, that has to do with a couple of guys making a a, a movie uh, based on the Bible. Okay. It's it's a, a mockumentary. All uh, right. It's 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 pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. If it's sort of an in joke with the industry. Mm. Some people there's there is actually a cult following. Okay. Yeah, I, <laughs> nice. I've met people mm. who knew the film by heart. Wow. <laughs> That's lovely, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when did you do that? What, what year did it I come out? I think that was around 
maybe 94 five uh-huh okay something like that. right in that middle of the indie uprising yeah pulp fiction came out and stuff yeah. like that yeah yeah um i'm um probably to somebody who thinks that theater is so much nicer than film to do and work on it might come as a shock to you that i actually prefer the other one but oh, uh no no it's not a shock at all it's not <laughs> many people do and i can under i, I can just understand that yeah because uh, my reasons are i mean i love theater too because of yeah. those reasons so yeah. you, you know you have the different positives and negatives to the both yeah. of those things yeah. but uh first of all my style of acting usually works better on film yeah uh, I, i i really i got to push myself quite a bit to be that big on stage and yeah. reach the back and you know all that yeah. stuff um and but also I love to work on something until it's done, and then it's, when it's done, it still exists. I, yeah. I, I love that thing. You can you can still watch what I did back yeah. in '99, whatever yeah. you know. Yeah. And um, and it's yeah, it's forever preserved as that yes. that piece of art that we made. Yeah. So you don't have that with theater, but then again, you also have the spontaneity and that instant. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's hard to say that one is like super superior for me but uh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I, i'm such a f- movie and you know motion picture fan so yeah, yeah. that's part of it too like yeah. I, w- i i guess for many performers whatever it may be stand-up comedians musicians uh, actors whatever mm-hmm. uh i i don't think most most people don't want to just be famous or whatever or Uh, I think a lot of it is that they want to be one of those guys that, hey, I, I like to do, I would like to do that. I want to be one of those guys. Mm-hmm. So that might not mean anything, uh, might not mean money, might not mean fame, anything. But as soon as you decide that okay, I'm going to do that and then I, you get in it and you you're around those types of people mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, yeah, this is this is it. As long as I do what I want to do, and I'm one of those guys, yeah, I think that's important, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's a part of it for me when it comes to film acting. I, I want to be one of those people who do that, yeah, on a level that that at least you you make something that feels worthwhile. Yes. Mm. Otherwise, it's, yeah, you don't need the rest. <laughs> mm. The rest is bonus mm. if you get it. Um, so your only education formal is from the that town in Sweden. Uh, it wasn't a town. It was a teeny village. Teeny village. It, it, it was. It was a group um, who were inspired and worked with, uh, as I said, Jesse Grotowski. It was. Mm-hmm. It was an international company. How did that end up in a tiny village? And well, there was a program where where um, communities that were turning into ghost towns gave they gave the school uh. to this. Uh, They gave the the town the, the village school house mm. to uh, the Institute for San Kunst. Mm. Uh, that there were and actually there were several people. A huge percentage of the students there was like fifteen uh, had major careers in. Mm. Uh, Wilhelm Carlson is the head of the opera school. Uh-huh. Uh, also, the parents of uh, Robin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, he's and uh, Tom Fjordefalk was the head of Reef Theater for a while and the actor. Mm. And uh, Gay Lundin is a professional clown. Manne, 
Oh yeah, yeah. Town yeah. in Monday. Yeah, right. Yeah, was there. That's childhood stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. No. But did it attract audiences out there? They weren't working toward audiences. They were too okay. avant garde for audiences. Ah, okay. They did do some special performances for people in the village, mm. uh, and you know, they were. It was research, hardcore military it was amazing it was changed my life mm. it was a very very powerful experience for me mm. gave me a tremendous amount it it really i'm terribly terribly grateful mm. for that for wandering into that village and having the opportunity mm. to work mm. yeah. uh, artistically with that level of commitment Yeah, what that would you, happen? That you hear, that you see, you see my level of commitment. Oh, yeah. And that comes from from there. Mm. It, it gave me, you commit yourself like this, and you're going to get rewarded. Mm. And I'll say, use the word again, it's, it's a spiritual reward. And I don't mean spiritual in some kind of flumig, uh, new age. I'm talking about the spirit how it enlivened my spirit how it gave mm -hmm. my my uh, spirit a, a, a foundation and a, and a place to work a a context yeah yeah to yeah explore yeah. uh your very being mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. what what would have happened if you hadn't wandered into that village yeah really <laughs> yeah. i don't know if i can pinpoint that many instances where something by chance just happened that really affected my life in in that way of course like meeting some people sure. and stuff like that if you but otherwise i guess it's been some decisions and yeah yeah but uh, on the other hand i'm one of those people who who let things happen to him a lot yeah. actually yeah. uh i uh, and for the most part not in a good way because uh -huh. i just let things resolve and okay apparently that happened instead mm -hmm. of taking command or taking mm -hmm. action mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. making decisions mm -hmm. i'm horrible at making decisions uh -huh. uh, <laughs> i guess you are you're the opposite Are you very? Uh, since you have an, uh, have a workshop that call, called Intuition in Action, you're very intuitive. So. Uh, yes, um, though it ain't easy. It's easy once you make a decision and step into the room and and work. I, mm. In a way, it's easy for me to get once I'm on stage. Once I'm in the room working, then my intuition is active. I trust it and I fly. Mm. And uh, I love it. Mm. And I can leave the room like today and says, man, that was so invigorating and good. How did I figure this? I'm making a living <laughs> this way. I get yeah. paid to do this. Mm. So, you know, uh, so... That's that's a wonderful result from a life where I incredibly insecure life. Mm. I mean, mm. uh, that is difficult, yeah, upsetting, disturbing, and let maybe maybe less now, but still, I you know, it's about taking risks. And putting yourself out there and not 
you know, a lot of my contemporaries give up at my age, mm. you know, mm. and, and don't, I, I can't. I'm an addict. Mm. I, mm. I, I need this. Mm. I, I, I need to do this stuff mm. to stay awake and alive. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's about. Yeah, yeah. And I, but at the same time, like you said, other people would have given up, so you'd still feel like it's a struggle for you. You're not mm. that in demand, so you just take phone calls. You, you have to work to get work, <laughs> I yeah, guess, yeah. still. Yes, yes, mm. yes. I, I, I work to generate work. Mm. And I make a good, honest living. Mm. Uh, it's, I, I'm raising two young kids. Uh, you mm. know, I, mm. I've got expenses, uh, so s sometimes I don't know how it's going to work, and it always does. Yeah, yeah. And Stockholm is an expensive place to be as well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we can go back to you and mention music. You, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a band and everything, right? Or yes, I play with some great musicians. Uh, haven't been, it's been too long. I play with a band. I play in a constellation with with uh, another singer. She's also a set uh -huh. cellist. Ah. I play the uh, accordion. Yep, yep. And yeah. I, I write songs. Mm. And and it's some good stuff. I've uh, checked some of that out. Yeah, uh, that and 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 that's that's recorded stuff, and that is not what that. Eh, you think it's, okay? It's, go, yeah. it's all right. It's a, but <laughs> there's it's a critic. Nothing like. <laughs> yeah, it's a critic. Uh, it's nothing like my. It's okay, but I know what I do when I'm performing live. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it's yeah. in a different, whole different ball of wax. Mm. I saw on, uh, I found some stuff on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, done in like the TV studios and stuff like that. Uh -huh. uh, especially, I really like the uh, Other Side yeah, song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really good. That's my type of music. So yeah, okay. I, I like that kind of... Tom Waitsy. Uh, People mm. sometimes muse to categorize what I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, know, I know it's not great to hear no, categorizations no, no, of your own stuff. It's, it's not understandable. It, yeah. He's also a showman. Yeah. Very good showman. Yeah. He's not, I never consciously uh, was inspired by him. No, no, but, no. But right. he's one of the people who do things that are related, like, also maybe Randy Newman, uh, Leonard mm. Cohn, uh, you know. Yeah, but Tom has that like theater very music much kind so, of yeah, very yeah much. that yeah. Hey, well, he's my, one of my favorites, so it's definitely not uh, an insult <laughs> for my. No, no, yeah, he's no. even up on a picture behind oh, you yeah, there. I so. saw that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but how much do you uh, work on the music? How much do you play? Do you, do you tour around? Or do you... I have toured around. I, I I have a gig next month at a little place doing some, trying out some solo stuff. I'm going to do some, a solo mm. gig that, that that's going to integrate some paintings I do and uh -huh. uh, some uh, writing. So oh. it'll be, and, and, and it'll be very spontaneous. And I, I've, I've become very extemporaneous and have a lot of fun of, like in the workshop, just following. You know, I can I can stop in the middle of a song 
and have a reflection and start talking about it. Mm. I can do that. Uh, it's all game. Mm. Uh, it's really about getting some, getting shit out, getting stuff out. It's putting myself in this, in this insane situation where I'm going to tell, give this to you. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I'm going to take this responsibility of asking you to pay to look at me mm. and feed you mm. something vital. Mm-hmm. And somehow I was, I'm able, now, now I just remembered a moment oh, yeah. in my work Bef- right before I became a solo performer, when I w- uh, w- right became when I became independent as a performer, uh, I, I I was working on something in my room, and I found a way of connected with a way of speaking that was so satisfying mm. and cathartic. It was like, oh. And, and and I could get into that with my writing, and then I wrote my first one man show, mm. and um, it was received very well, and and things started rolling from there. Mm. What do you do in your one man show? Is it like a long monologue, or do you incorporate music and other stuff mm-hmm. into it? And, uh... There's sometimes music in it. Uh, you know, one is about obsession in a relationship. Uh, another one, but they're they're words, words. Uh, another one is a schizophrenic, uh, sort of Dostoevskian loner. It's very poetic and existential and funny and painful. And mm. there's another one uh, that is a, is a is various songs and monologues. And then there's one called the theory of everything, mm-hmm. uh, which was pre the television show or the whatever. No, the movie the about movie. Uh, Stephen was, Hawking. Yeah. It was, but it, it does incorporate quantum physics, mm. Uto dance, uh, and the ravings of a, a prostituted Hollywood actor. Uh, uh, and on top of that, the possible um, uh, relationships I may have had with Adolf Hitler uh, during World War II had I been a woman. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I also love when I hear sentences that I'm sure had never existed before you wrote that show or even in, before you said it in this room. Yeah, like yeah. Nobody has said those words in that order before. Yeah, That's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> huh. All right. And when you do like a one-man mm. show uh, with music, is it just you and an accordion or do you do other instruments as well? Then? No, it's just me and an accordion. All right. I'm... I taught myself accordion mm. and it's like push button chords mm. and I it somehow uh, it matches my voice in a way that I can find it to be very supportive so I, uh. I, I'm in love with my accordions. Mm. You have plenty 
or not several. Plenty. Now mm-hmm. I just have two. But you, uh, you must love these guys, right? Back I do love these guys. Yeah, I have my guitars, uh, mm-hmm. but they all serve a different purpose because yeah. they sound different and yes. uh, yeah. yeah, kind of thing. And uh, a couple of them, I I built one, and I wow. uh, the oldest one, the Hofner, is. Um, I had to uh, salvage that, so it's uh, made over by me. It was just uh-huh. uh, wow. painted pink and uh, had a lot of stuff on it, and I oh, yeah swapped stuff out and put on new, in uh, new microphones and yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I guess it be- it began my build and renovate projects. I guess began with me not having any money, so I get a guitar for like. 2000 Swedish mm. kroners or whatever uh, or pieces of one then mm. I can make a guitar but then oh, it's nice to make your own weapon <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or tool absolutely yeah. and did you did you make them and sell them also no no no, no, no. Made this is yourself. yeah what you see is what I've done yeah. wow. I got a cigar box banjo back there too that I built wow uh, great that I mic'd up so it sounds like a fucking tractor when you put a <laughs> distortion pedal on amazing. it amazing I love that if I just can uh, get some music out there as well, you know, yeah. get that critic going again. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, you got to you gotta let other people uh, give you, people you trust to give you feedback. Oh, that's difficult. Uh, uh, to find who, I mean, yeah. the people you trust may yeah. not be your closest people. No, no. You know, when it comes to the opinions. Yeah, and, and then I've, I've had experiences where I've, I've, I've asked really, you know, uh, successful friends who, to listen to, and, 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 and they give all sorts, and it, and it was bullshit. Mm. You know, it was like, mm. it was, it totally was like. They didn't, you know, they didn't get it. The things that they recommended, I I had to look at, and it kind of made me stop. And then then it was like, no, that's wrong. Hmm. That's mm. not what I'm trying to. Say. And so so that's that's very positive yep. to get that yep. because it really forces me to think what of the choices I made and actually defend them, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it makes them stronger. Yep. Yep. I you you're touching upon a thing I think I mentioned like two or three times on this podcast already uh, that uh, sometimes exactly that it, it can be helpful just to ask a, an opinion yeah. to realize what your own opinion is yeah yeah because when you start defending uh, version B or whatever then you know that you got something that you like there probably yeah if you were uns- unsure before you asked. That 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 reminds me of an a joke that is another version of the one I my character in the workshop told, and that goes mm. like this: uh, opinions are like assholes. Yours should be thoroughly examined. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's one I haven't heard. <laughs> and we have a Swedish version of that as well. It? Yeah, well, not really asshole, but we got the thing about the the, the butt, uh-huh. uh, like uh, the, the taste. You oh, know, right. The taste is like the ass; it's split and down the middle. You know, because everybody's got well, different what tastes. What is it in Swedish? Smaken är som baken, delad. I see. Uh, everybody's got their own taste. Yeah. How do you find the one? person or several people that you trust uh, mm. you trust their opinion 
got to be a trial and error kind of thing. No, there uh, are people out there who I trust, but you know, you know, like I, I, I just finished directing a piece that went up, and you have to deal with the writer who comes in and the this person and that, and people give their opinions, and and the actors listen to them and defend themselves. And I'm sitting back, just, oh, that's, that's an interesting, and I don't, I just remember, I, I don't, that's interesting, I, I, I know, I, I knew what I was doing. Mm. So it was like, okay, good, thanks for your opinion, that's interesting. Mm. That's what you see. I that's guess. what, yeah. okay, great, okay, but you know, and I know I'm in a process, mm. and I know, and I, and I believe I believe in it. You know, yeah. I can be shaky for the first couple of days. This is going to fucking work. Mm. Shit. This is, this, like, this text is, this scene, this, this chapter, it's not good. What am I going to, what am I going to do with it? Oh my God. Cringe, cringe moment. Mm. And then you, then the answer comes and you find a way to pull out the intention of, the writer mm. and make some major changes mm. like incorporating one character into another character yeah 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 mm. you know mm. to make mm. it more dynamic to make it more to make there be more of a problem on the stage yeah 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 because yeah. You just see the conflicts yeah, uh, yeah. happening. Mm. It is a collaboration process when it comes to acting and theater and stuff yeah. like that. Usually, I mean, at least between the actor and the director, but definitely all the other people as well. So it's it's kind of difficult to you know come with something that's done and presented, and then it's and it's all your work because it usually isn't. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, so have you have you felt that a lot of times when it comes to like directors that you had like some kind of fight all the, along the way that you feel the director is wrong about your choices and stuff like like that? Uh, there has been because I have people direct the, me in what I write. I like ah. I like having other. I like having a director. Ooh. So that's someone that I trust. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so you are. Uh, playing the character and you wrote it, wrote it, but somebody else is directing it. Yes, that you got really got to have something, somebody you trust in that case. Yes, and there's discussions, and often they're right. Mm -hmm. Murder your darlings, yeah, even. Yeah, uh, we got to trim this down and make it you because you know, and and I've I've loved my directors. I I. Uh, Pretty much everyone I've appreciated, and we've collaborated very well together. Mm. Also, when I work with actors, I have tremendous being an actor and a director. I have tremendous respect for actors, and 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 I want. I when I go to the first day, I don't I don't want to know what I'm going to do. Uh, I want them to uh, read uh. me the script. I want to see what they do, yeah, and see what I can pull. What they what they have to offer me first. Mm. I don't want to know the set. I don't want to know anything. No, because they might surprise you. Yeah, and I want to let them. This is this is the material I'm working with. Yeah. Everyone has something 
different to offer this material. That's how I go in it. Mm. If someone else is in it, it's going to be a different play. Mm. That's how I go into it because I want the actors to get into the material and to have actually a cathartic experience when mm. they're performing. Mm. I want them to be able to perform it and get something out of it every time they perform it. Mm, mm. I do when I perform my pieces. Yeah, yeah. I learn stuff mm. about the piece. Mm. Even if I've done the piece for 20 years, mm. I'm still learning about it because like of what we were working with today, it's like moment for moment. Mm. I'm getting impulses. Every situation is new. Mm. And everyone in the room is affecting what's going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially in a, a workshop situation, I, yeah, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. How did you uh, come out, uh, up with um, the different uh, bits of the workshop, the different mm -hmm. exercises and stuff like that? Did you? Because uh, there seems to be like a red thread going through yeah. them. They're not, they're interlinked. Yeah. They're yes. not just dispar disparate. No, absolutely not. There, there's, there's a build to it that I've, sculpted mm. uh though i'd ha get new exercises i'm very spontaneous by trying new things but it has a spe special form and build to it and that's just out of doing it uh i'm sure i've pulled out and s exercises that i've learned that i've learned in my studies but a lot of it is just through my own research and my own uh, experiences and creative process. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So it's really it's really something that I've created. Mm. So I was very interested to hear that you've done exercises, like you said, you've done. I've done this exercise. I said, "Wow!" So so I yeah. I, I, I wonder what because if it's something that. But then again, ideas are cheap. Someone else could have had the same idea. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's not. And it's, it's not. Yeah. It's a, it it may. I've worked with many many people, and it may well have had a link to what my workshop. But who knows? Yeah, it and, and, and it's flatter. It's flattering if someone did use what I do. Oh yeah, yeah. Because mm -hmm. then they feel it works. Yeah. So it does. of course, yeah. No, it was mostly um, similar things yeah. uh, that I guess uh, are. Uh, that where the root is maybe common and then they uh, they've yeah. been you know used in different ways like um i mean the, the first one i recognized was when you uh, sing the same note to each other's into oh, each other's yeah, faces yeah resonance yeah. yeah i did that but that was a singer that made did that so mm -hmm. uh, who also was into theater and stuff but i think he got it from just singing vocal training uh -huh. to and, and the point uh -huh. there was to find the resonant cavities around oh, yeah. in your your sinuses Absolutely. and stuff like that uh because it started resonating between yeah. your yeah. faces your heads yeah. Yeah. uh he also had us grab each other's arms and mm -hmm. pull to uh, compress our chests and yes. lungs to, to, so we could keep the notes as long as possible. Uh -huh. Then I recognized aspect of... It was the one where we uh, read... Uh, read just texts uh -huh. and, and look up and connect with the, with the audience yes, uh, yes. like line by line and 
the only thing I recognized there that w- was a, an exercise that I learned that I really love and I still use to this day where mm. you have a script and you have a scene partner and you you work through your scene together. Yeah. And so you read your lines uh, to each other uh, just that way, just sit yes. across from each other, look down, learn the line, look up, not until you have a connection, then you say it for yeah. real, say yes. it to each other. Yes. So it was just a kind of link, Great. link Very there. Great, good. And... Uh, Then I also had done the thing where you argue you, against your own op- opinion, uh-huh, yeah. not with that passion and anger that you wanted out right, of us, right. though. But uh, yeah, right. And uh, yeah, and I guess those you know are, are kind of you can see those uh, coming sure. up in uh, other organic situations. Yes, you know? yes. But uh, it's been very, very helpful and educational with this workshop you, you do. Great. Yeah. Right. Um, I needed to. Uh, Like you've said several times during these two days, it's a muscle. Yeah. And I haven't really worked out some of these muscles Yeah, uh, in a while. So yeah. it was a high time <laughs> yeah. to do that again. Um, so so you do these workshops all the time, all, all around? I do um, a fair amount, uh, usually at least once a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe, yeah. I'd like to do them a little bit more. Yeah. Do you also travel with them outside the country, uh, mostly in Sweden? Or? Um, mostly in Sweden. I I've done them outside the country also, but mostly in Sweden for yeah, sure. Yeah. But if it's like financially possible, you will get on a plane and uh, go where you're needed. Anywhere. Let's say. Yeah. I'd love to. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love. I love. It's a great way to interact with the culture. Mm. I've done them in Mumbai. Oh, wow. I've done it in Japan. Mm, mm. Uh, and and that's always fantastic. They want me back there too. So that should happen again. Can you see cultural differences in how uh, things turn out? You know, Japan was with a very wealthy steel industrialist Uh, and I did it for the people in his office uh-huh. with translator. Oh, several layers. So, yes. uh-huh. And they loved it. And, you know, the Japanese culture is a little bit constrained. Yeah, whatever. that's why I was But thinking. It was, it was amazing. But India, I worked with actors. Mm-hmm. And they were sensational, man. Mm. So They they really were so committed. I mean, I, I worked with like 15 actors. And like, you know, there was such powerful work. Such powerful work. Mm. It was fantastic. Mm, I loved mm, it. Mm. But, you know, I love every workshop. You know, I have this there's this running joke that I have with meals. Like, this is the best meal I've ever had in my life. I say that for kind of regularly. <laughs> okay. And my, and my yeah. family's like, oh god. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you're when you're having a meal and you love it and you're taking it in, it yeah. feels like the best meal you ever had. God damn it! It just is. It's just this is fantastic. I'm like, and and that's very. It's not Swedish. No. It's a. It's it, it's 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 something from my culture that I. I, I like something and I say it, uh, it with enthusiasm. It's a great way to live as well because you constantly plateau to another, you know, level. 
instead of thinking, oh, yeah, I had a great meal back in 1973. Never had a good meal like that again. I mean, that's a, that's just more. If you don't, if you have yeah. that feeling all the time that everything good is behind you, then well, yeah. then you don't have that. Some uh, some experience I have in Sweden is that, and this you can, if this raises some hairs, you should do challenge me on it. But there's some. It can be really good. And there's no expression of it all. It's almost like, of course it's good. It should be good. Uh, yeah. Uh, mm, of course mm, it's mm, good. Mm, mm. I don't have to say it's good because why wouldn't it be good? Yeah, I paid <laughs> this amount of money for it. So it's <laughs> yeah. this amount of money good. And if it's not, I'm going to complain. But it, if it's as it should be, then, then yeah, I carry talk on. About it. Yeah, I know. Oh, I I have that ingrained in me. I think <laughs> actually, uh, I do. Yeah, because I I I, rec- I react badly to when things go badly. But when things go good, I'm like, yep, good. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. instead of actually feeling joy yeah. about I, it, like everything's going. Like, I'll yeah. shock restaurants. Is just my God. This is. I, I had a meal in. F- what was it? Falun. Mm, yeah, yeah. And it was like, I couldn't believe it. Mm. Now I'd probably worked very hard that day, and mm. but it was like, my God, this is incredible. You know, I never <laughs> tell these people. It's like, oh well, <laughs> they never heard that before. <laughs> We're doing something right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, so uh, your workshop is Intuition in Action. Yeah. And uh, we can f- find that on your website yes. or stuff like that. StephenRappaport.com, yes. Uh, and there's a contact. And if people are interested in in, uh, in even asking questions about it, there's a lot written about it on the website, uh, lots of testimonials. Mm. And uh, you can contact me. I'm very... Uh, I, I respond. Yeah, yeah. I respond. If someone has a question, I'll answer it. Mm. And what have you got going on otherwise? You had the gig in a month? You know, I mentioned. got that gig. I have a workshop in Stockholm uh, not next weekend, but the weekend after that. And then another one two weeks after that. Um, one of the Stockholm ones is full. And the other one will, is filling up. And then I'm going to work with the Swedish Institute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Workshops that I love that I've been doing with them for years, uh, for a couple of years. And that is doing a one day intensive workshop with activists from uh-huh. uh, North Africa okay. and South Asia. Okay. So these okay. are These are activists who and innovators who are you know from Bangladesh from India from like for example there's 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 uh gay rights activists yeah, yeah. from which yeah. is so they're basically risking their lives yeah. to do what they do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i mean we talked about high stakes mm-hmm. in the workshop from our imagine these people live high stakes lives yeah yeah and and some of them are religious and and uh, Muslims and and uh, it's fantastic. I, it, it's amazing. And, and I've been. I was kind of warned that Stephen. Now I know you work with a lot of connection, but these people, you know, 
eye contact is not really acceptable. Uh, but you know something? I set up this framework and I have, I'm so impassioned that people accept it. <laughs> so they have these experiences that they never thought was even possible. <laughs> like women ra raising their voices, like to the extent. <laughs> it's like they, they come out of that sense of like, Some of them was like this was a revelation. Yeah, this yeah. A, it was a, I, they never know, raised their voices never, like that. No, maybe. they're not allowed to. No, no. I mean, or it's not. It's not in their the realm of possibilities. Ah, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, to yell at men. Mm -hmm. You know, there's to to there would be consequences to, otherwise, and and to take their stand and make a stand and and to say what they think and. To, You know, there's a lot of what I do that has a, a political aspect of, of like tar plots. Take your take a stand. Mm. Uh, you know, giving people the the freedom to liberate their their voices, their ideas, mm. to be loud. Mm. That's even in Sweden. That's not part of the culture. Being no, loud no, not not really. You know, because if somebody is loud, then it's who do you think you are? Yeah, kind of thing yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, young fellow, yeah. yeah, we gotta get out of that. But that's that's what that's why immigration is so good. That's why immigration yes. has been so good for America. Yeah, you get different cultures, and and your culture expands and not stagnates. Yep, um, yeah. I have this crazy idea. <laughs> maybe not that crazy, but to some people it is, that I've noticed from mingling with people from other cultures and yeah. stuff like that and trying to see what happens when we integrate and mingle and stuff like that, that the positive things about each culture boils up to the surface. Yeah. And the negatives kind of dissipate away because yeah. people are so afraid of the bad things about other cultures. They're afraid of Muslims and Islam and yeah. whatever it might, might be, other things. But when they meet us and our ways of being, then they realize, oh, the shit we were doing is not very nice, but how about this thing we do? And we're like, oh, shit, that's nice. Yeah. So the, the, the good things kind of come to the surface, yeah. uh, I found. So well, you shouldn't be af that afraid of mingling and mixing and see what new culture comes out yeah. of it from it, you know. You know, we're human beings. It's like that. that's recognized quickly we were we love our children mm. that's essential to being human yeah we care uh, you know it's like uh, we have emotions you know it's like watching this amazing documentary these days on vietnam <laughs> it's on uh svt play mm. it is remarkable and it's just to see It's so easy to demonize the other or the enemy yeah. into thinking that they're animals, that they don't have any heart, mm. that they don't care for things we care about. Mm. Mm. You know, it was, it was amazing to see the 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 veteran, the U.S. veterans. You know, they're crying, they're taking care of their their the wounded. 
But then you go to the Vietnam side, and they're doing the same thing. Yeah. They're crying for days mm. at the loss of their friends and their uh, fellow soldiers. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's, you know, uh, I admit to have the prejudice. So just, oh, they they have that value too. I, I mean, because mm, mm, mm. it's, it's, it's given to you that, no, they have a culture that doesn't care about death. They have a culture that, you know, they're like ants, those people. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's, yeah. there's part, you know, yeah. they, they, you know, people die, so what? Move on, send out some more out there. More people die, okay, send it, you know. Well, if you're in war, you have to tell yourself that. You have to demonize. You have to make them into robots so, yeah. so you can do your so you can job, let's yeah. say. Yeah. And, and they talk about that, just mm, that. Mm, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's horrific. Yeah, and it becomes easier and easier as time goes by because everything's so technological. Yeah, the the what I heard several times is this is insane. I know I'm never going to survive this, so I might as well. I'm going to get killed, so I might as well kill as many people, give them a hard time because you get hardened, mm. you mm. get completely dehumanized. Yeah, it's them or you. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, yeah. and it seems like uh, I mean I know it's not. It's not easy to be like a drone pilot or stuff like that, but I, I, I guess it's got to be easier at sitting in a room across the world and yeah. looking at things on a screen. And it's almost like yeah. a video game. But since we're people, we we realize what we do, so it's not easy. And I know they have like their kind of stress uh, training and uh, yeah. have to go through their version of PTSD and uh, or yeah. stuff like that. But it, I guess it's got to be easier to to do the killing than yeah. than to actually be there and look people in the eye. You know, yeah. uh, war is a terrible thing, yeah. and we should stop it. <laughs> this documentary is my. Uh, recommend everyone who's listening to me right now to watch it mm. it really is an amazing uh, multi-dimensional look at the vietnam world war and how insane it was and mm. and how johnson and kennedy and it was quite sure they couldn't win it they they were they were stuck in some kind of mentality that did not mm. allow them to stop go to the negotiating table they just kept on sending more men knowing that they couldn't win the war yeah it went on for ages but where were you and how, how old were you were you around I was draft age i became yeah. a, a conscientious objector uh-huh. when i was 17 i went up to the board of men to judge me whether my beliefs were strong enough i I didn't want to kill mm-hmm, anybody. Mm-hmm. And they said, you got to go. And then when I finished high school, they suddenly changed the draft uh-huh. uh, and said it was a lottery. Oh, that's when that happened. Then yeah, yeah. Right, I, I've right heard about that. when I, and I, I wouldn't have gone. No. I would not have gone. But you locked out because you didn't get your number number number. picked. Yeah, your high number. Wow. So you you would have risked jail probably, I guess. Uh, Jail? You know, I I probably would have gone to Canada. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. You would just ba- I like bailed. Canada. Yeah, I still like Canada. And I've never been, but I guess it's kind of nice. It feels like when 
where uh, the United States and Sweden meets in some yeah. kind of way, isn't it? Uh, I guess, yeah, it is a socialized country. There's a lot of space. There's a lot of trees. There's a lot of water. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's different now. I, I've performed. I had a lot of I had big audience in Vancouver. Uh, I, it's great. I love Canada. Mm. You've been there with uh, your, your one-man one man show? Yeah. All of them. Wow. I had a big audience and... Yeah, that was one of that was one of my biggest successes. Was one year I did I did one show, I got some good reviews. It was good, but it's you know like there's 90 shows going. It's a festival, and and then I went back with another show, and it was I, I reached a point because you have to now solo everywhere. You put up your own posters, you do things. Is this festival environment? Uh, there's mm, hundred mm, shows. Mm, you, you have to, you know, you're everyone stapling all over the place, <laughs> on top of each other's posters. You I, hand out flyers. I, 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 yeah, hand out flyers. Mm. I, I got to point. This is too fucking humiliating. I, I put oh. up three posters and gave. This is fuck it. I'm never doing this shit again. I mm. hate it. Mm. This is too humiliating. Mm. I had my fr and my first show is at 1.30 in the afternoon. Oh, Who, yeah. What a horrible time. Who's going to come to that? It was a 150-seat house. Mm. It was three quarters full. Hey. And and I thought, right. what the fuck? I guess. Every well, reviewer yeah. in town was there. Hey. Because... Of what they'd heard from my when I was there the year before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I got rave reviews, mm. and and I had the everything was sold out after that, mm. and I had the biggest, uh, most popular show in the entire festival. Wow. Yeah, and I made you know buckets of money, mm -hmm. and uh, mm. I was given it was it was very and and that was after I. That I'm never doing. <laughs> you know? uh, okay, there were so, coincidence so, again. Uh, yeah. But why did they put you like at one thirty oh, in the afternoon? Oh, it's a festival. You got to have bad times. You have good times and you have bad times. Yeah, and so, people go in all, all times because they. That's what they're there for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've done uh, Stockholm Fringe, uh, yeah. and we had a similar bad yeah. time. You know, uh, yeah. but. It was still enough to feel like, hey, here's an audience. Mm -hmm. People make the effort because, okay, now it's the French festival. Let's go out and see some shit. Yeah. Because uh, it's the weekend, I guess, and stuff uh, like that. And yeah, yeah, people make the time. Mm. I guess we got to start rounding this off. Yes. So, uh, do you have anything else you want to plug or uh, do we find you mm. in a, any other way? Do you have any social media stuff you no, want to mention? I'm or on Facebook. You can friend me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I use Facebook to... Um, to mostly as as a to publicize what I do. So, mm -hmm. uh, but but if you're interested in my workshops, uh, send me an email. Uh, you can find it on my website. It, uh, otherwise, it's Stephen Rap, S T E P H E N R A P at gmail dot com, and I put you on a mailing list and. Uh, you'll hear from me all right thanks for coming and thanks for this thank weekend you. yes thank you <laughs> great working with you thanks wonderful bye. bye okay i hope you all found that interesting and please check out next episode which will be out in two weeks time which will be tuesday the 17th of april and until then have the best meal of your life